Hey guys, what is up? Back on the podcast this week. Woohoo! Um, little update for my week. It's been a pretty good week so far. I'm just really, really busy this week. Like, I feel like I'm going from one thing to another. And then last week, honestly, I just kind of felt like I was going through the motions of life. And I'm just tra- kind of like praying right now to just kind of get out of those motions and just be grateful for like the busyness and be grateful for the busy seasons and be grateful that I do have places to be. Update on the bike. Uh, yeah, no bike yet. So that's kind of a bummer. But you know, maybe my calves are just going to get ginormous from all this walking that I'm doing. So I guess that's a blessing. So today's episode is a little bit of a vulnerable one for me because I am going to be talking about my testimony and just kind of sharing my testimony. Um, I've been kind of nervous to do this episode just because I was praying a lot about it and I really felt like it was something that needed to be shared just because I know how much power does lie in someone's testimony, whatever that testimony is. Um, But God just kind of gave me a lot of reassurance that this is the episode I need to be speaking about because literally on Super Bowl Sunday, I drove some people to, to this church that I was going to and this guy in the car was like, share your testimony and I was like okay (laughs) and I was like okay I I really feel like this is what I need to be talking about this week and with a lot of prayer just making sure that God's speaking through me um I'm really excited to share it because I think testimonies are awesome I just kind of want to start this podcast off by saying that like no matter what your testimony is it's valuable and it's important um revelations 12 11 says they conquered him meaning they conquered evil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies that just shows like how much power is in it in someone's testimony and how important it is to share even if it means getting vulnerable sometimes i think sometimes i know that i used to get like this i would get really caught up in like oh, like, is my testimony valuable? Like, this person's testimony is so much more impactful than mine. But everybody's stories is different, and it's not our job to impact people. It's our job to share. God's the one that makes the imprints on people's hearts. Our job is solely to share. Same with the gospel. Our job is to share, not to get a certain reaction out of people. And I know for me in sharing my testimony, that's given me a lot of, like, more spiritual affirmation in the sense that my testimony is my testimony and God will do with it what he will. Okay, um, so to start off, I grew up in a Christian home, um, very uh, godly parents, and I'm super blessed by that and super thankful for that. And just especially now that I'm older, getting to look back and see the faithfulness in my family that God has blessed me with because that really did kind of uh, kickstart my faith journey But obviously, as everyone's, there are some bumps along the way. When I was six years old, on a random Sunday, we went to Dallas, and we went to this church in Dallas with some of our family friends, and there happened to be a substitute Sunday school teacher that day. And she starts talking about God and stuff, and then she basically tells all of us six-year-old kids in kindergarten that we're going to burn in hell, and... She drew a picture of fire on the board and then asked us to raise our hand if we've ever stolen candy, and, like, half the class did. And then she was like, okay, yep, y'all are all going to hell. And she didn't preach the gospel at all. So from that point on, I was, like, I was horrified of God. Like, I was like, why would I follow God that just wants to, like, see me burn in hell? Like, 
is he just like wanting to lead to my destruction? And so even at such a young age, like I had this huge like fear of God and darkness. And my mom would sometimes start talking about God and I would just have like these freak out like panic attacks moment. I even like remember being like, and it was just so crazy because I was so young. But I remember just laying in my bed at night like as a kid, like literally like just like shaking with anxiety just with the thought of like God. Um, and I have, I had at that point heard the gospel before, but I think it's really easy in life to like latch onto the negatives way more than it is to like, but there is hope kind of thing. And so for like a year, I just grew up with like this fear of God. And I would tell my mom, like, I'm ready to accept Christ. I'm ready to accept God. And she would be like, no, like you're not going to accept Christ because you're afraid of him. You're going to accept Christ because you recognize that you're a sinner and that he loves you enough to save you. Like, Lorelai, he's a loving God. He's not a God that's mad or wants to see you fail. And so I remember one day I, like, was playing dress up or something. And I was in this pirate costume and we were going to see my grandma. And my mom was telling me about Jesus. And I was having one of these freak out panic attacks moment. And she was like, and I was like, okay, like, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. And she was like, do you want to accept Christ? And I just, like, screamed no. Like, I just remember screaming no. And I was freaking out. And then all of a sudden, like... I was like, man, like, I have to, I have to do this. I, I have to do this right now. And so I was like, yes, like, I want to accept Christ. And I calmed down. And the very minute, like, I confessed that I was a sinner and did that whole thing, I felt this, like, indescribable peace over me. And it felt like someone had just, like, poured water on me. And all the fear was gone. Every, I, anytime I think, is God real? Like, is God real? I have to remind myself of that feeling. Um, cause that's not a feeling that I can create on my own. And that's when I, my, my Christian faith walk journey started. Now our testimonies are always changing. Like that, just that moment was not my whole testimony. Like my testimony is today. My testimony is going to go on tomorrow. My testimony is going to continue to grow throughout my life because God's going to continue to be faithful throughout my life and get me out of those hard situations. Now, middle school was kind of, you know, a bumpy road as it is for most middle schoolers. There was a lot of church highs going on. A lot of, oh, Pine Cove was awesome. Church camp was awesome. I love God. I'm going to read my Bible every day for the rest of my life. But, you know, that definitely wears off, especially when it's not rooted in relationship, which is what we talked about last week. Now, I believe as you get older, there's a defining moment in one's life when you truly decide to give your life to Christ. Like not just accept Christ as your savior, savior and realize that you are in need of a savior and accept the Holy Spirit inside you, but to truly like dedicate your life's purpose to serving the Lord and serving our savior, Jesus Christ. That moment for me was junior year of high school. Um, I usually, when I tell my testimony, this is like my main point that I share because this is what truly made me realize that I have a purpose so much bigger than the purpose that I see for myself. And sharing this is a little bit more vulnerable for me. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, so junior year, January 23rd, um, it was a normal day, a normal Sunday. It was really pretty outside. Um, and I wore, I'm going to go into detail, but <laughs> I wore these green pants and like this little white shirt and these butterfly earrings. And it was just a good day. The green pants will be important later. Um, and 
I was hanging out with my friend and we rode our bikes to go to this new 7-Eleven that was that had just opened up down the street um, and we went there and we got Slurpees and ice cream and just the whole shebang. Now I live in this city like the very middle of the city. I don't live in the country. I don't live a very neighborhood-esque area and we rode our bikes to this little field. And we sat on this field for, I don't know, maybe like 15 minutes and like parked our bikes. And it was about 25 yards from the road and our backs were facing the road and our face was facing the woods. Um, and we were just kind of watching the sun go down and this back, this black forerunner pulls up behind us. And my friend looked at me and was like, this is kind of weird. Like they were parked on the wrong side of the road. And I was like, oh, like it's fine. Like I'm a pretty optimistic person and I don't really... I'm not very, like, cautious, per se, and I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, like, it'll be fine, um, and then they kept sit, they, the car stayed there, and the, it was really a dark car, and I don't know, weird vibes from it, so I turned around, and I was like, maybe we, we should go, and then the first thing I noticed was this, the window was rolled down, and then I saw a flashing light, and then it hit me, it was gunshots, and they fired at us 14 times and we could hear um bullets flying past us just flying past us and my friend grabbed my arm and pulled me into this ditch um and we started literally running for our lives through the woods um we, there was lots of scrapes on us. We had fallen, like, some pretty bad scrapes just running through thorns because, well, we thought we were going to die. Um, I remember I had called 911, but then I hung up because I was just like, this isn't happening. Like, this doesn't happen to people. This is, like, a safe neighborhood. Like, this doesn't happen to people like me. Like, this isn't actually supposed to happen to anybody. You just hear these stories, but this doesn't happen to anyone. So, uh, um, we run through the woods and then we get to like the back of this neighborhood and we, this guy runs into us and is like, what's going on? But of course no one is like, oh, these kids say they got shot at, like, okay. Um, and then we get to my friend's house and I call my parents and we call the police and, um, it was gang related and they never found the people that shot at us and a bunch of other police had called the cops that night saying that they heard like a lot of gunshots and um some things like that um the aftermath of that was I was really afraid of people like that's something that I could never have picked out for me I remember I tried to go to school the next day but like I could not focus in class like at all I was like kind of freaking out and just super, super anxious, understandably, and so I took, like, a couple of days off school, um, and it was just a really hard season of life, just because I didn't know why God chose me to go through that, and why that was something that I felt like I deserved to go through, so for a while, like, I just was so, like, confused, and just did not understand the purpose behind this story, because I was such an optimistic person and I was so like people can do no wrong and kind of thing and that was just like really hard for me to like understand that like not everybody is trying to hurt me. Finally after about a couple months I took a step back and I was like wait like I just remember one night I had like this realization I was like wait I was shot at 14 times and not one bullet hit me like 
how can I say that I don't have purpose in this story? Like, how can I say that God has doesn't have purpose for my life? Like, the odds of getting shot, that's pretty high in that situation. But I didn't. Whatever purpose God has for my life is so much bigger than I can ever imagine. And that's when I start started to see the fruit of my testimony. Because I started to see the God in the story. Because I was so focused on the fear of the story that I forgot that there was a God who protected me in the story. Now I, I got to the point where I could finally share that story and just kind of see God work through my trials and the like biggest realization that I can ever say I've came to and something that gets me through every single day of my life, every hard situa- situation of my life is that I would rather walk through hell on this earth and know God than not know God at all and have a good life. Like give it to me God while I'm on earth, give it to me. Because I want to know you. And to me, it is worth knowing God and having a horrible life than not knowing him and having a good, decent, quote-unquote, happy, worldly life. If that's what it took to kickstart my relationship with God, then I would do that over and over and over and over again. When I was figuring out what I was going to say about my testimony, this verse just um, came to mind. It was second Timothy one eight, and it says, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Our shared suffering is what can show people the gospel. I think the reason why I'd get really nervous to share the testimony, because I didn't want to seem like, oh, I was a victim to this. I didn't want to seem like, or I didn't want people to think that I was asking for attention or looking for sympathy because I wasn't I was just really trying to share my story and then I was like wait I should bring my be sharing my story like if this is what's gonna defeat evil and I'm gonna say it again they conquered him with the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony if this is what's gonna defeat evil then I need to be telling everybody this Jesus uses your brokenness to weave your brokenness into a story of peace Because in him, all things are held together. I remember at Passion, not this year, but the year before, they talked about sharing your testimony and what that looks like. And they asked the question, what is binding your brokenness? And they said that Jesus is like the bind of a book, holding it all together. Because if I was the bind of my own book and of this story, man, the pages would be flying out. The pages would probably be in a sewer right now getting rained on. But because God is the bind of my book and he is the root for which I put my faith and the root for which I get my strength and which my power from, that is the only thing that holds me together. This story would not be the same story if I was the one controlling it. If I was the one controlling it, this was would not be a redemptive story, but a story that would probably lead to my demise and destruction. But because our God is a redemptive God, he leads to our own resurrection spiritually through him by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. I didn't place my identity in my trauma. I placed my identity in Christ. And that's what makes me no longer a victim of the world, but a child of God. My encouragement for people that are a little nervous to share their testimony because they don't want their pain defining them is you can share your pain without your pain defining you because if you fall to the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus is what defines me, then that that pain no longer is the defining factor of your life, but the story of God's redemptive work in your life is. So yeah, that's my current Jesus story and meeting Jesus and still on the path of my testimony and can't wait to see what other cool stuff 
he's gonna do and that's pretty cool and um definitely the best thing that's could ever happen to me my challenge this week for you is to just ask someone their testimony this week or maybe perhaps share your testimony with someone because I know when I ask someone their testimony man like it is an instant connection and there is just so much power in the testimony and in the blood of Christ all right I hope everyone has a great week and don't forget to live changed